A lot can happen in three years, like a chatbot may be your new best friend. But what won't change? Needing health insurance. United Healthcare Tri Term Medical Plans, underwritten by Golden Rule Insurance Company, offer flexible, budget friendly coverage that lasts nearly three years in some states. Learn more at uh1.com. Hey, it's Paige DeSorbo from Giggly Squad. High quality fashion without the price tag? Say hello to Quince. I'm snagging high end essentials like cozy cashmere sweaters, sleek leather jackets, fine jewelry, and so much more. With Quince being 50 to 80% less than similar brands. And they partner with factories that prioritize safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. I love that. Luxury quality within reach. Go to quince.com slash style to get free shipping and 365-day returns on your next order. Quince.com slash style. From our basement to your headphones, barely even know who we are, but changing the unknown in a wild top in the chart. Thank you for downloading the podcast, Theanos. Now, here are your hosts, Jordan Hall and Eric Wayne. Welcome back to another episode of the Hardwood Podcast. I mean, the podcast, Yanos. I'm Jordan Hall. With me, as always, it's Eric Wayne. Eric, we had a lot of people who seemed to enjoy the Hardwood um, power rankings last night. Did, could you have ever foreseen it being such a, a monumental success? Yeah, I, I obviously did, didn't I? I chose to rank species of wood. Obviously, I saw it was going to be super popular. Shout out to all you wood lovers out there. You, you told the listeners to at me um, if they enjoyed it. And shockingly, many, many listeners added me and told me they enjoyed it. Thank so, you, friends. Good job. Yeah, we actually had one person, and I, I'm silly me. I should have pulled up the the name before I said this, but he actually made us a graphic that said Hardwood Podcast with Eric and Jordan. Um, that was... Yeah really like it was it was really cool we appreciate you taking the time to uh to do something nice off the the stupid words that that come out of our mouth yeah it's uh it's getting extremely meta like are we we're like a fan of a fan and they're fans of a fans of a fan so it's like getting 10 things removed that's <laughs> it's fun it's all good it's literally what life is all about yeah the are more you, you talk the more meta you get it's it's fine are do you what? Are you getting excited for Copa America starts on Friday? You know, I kind of am. I have uh, a guy I work with, and he's like, yeah, you're going to go down to Chicago, watch Copa at the, I guess they have some kind of soccer stadium in Chicago where they're going to be playing this thing. I was like, oh, interesting. That might be kind of fun. How much are tickets? Well, just to get in, you're going to spend like 120 But for good seats, you're probably like four or $500. i am <laughs> like, you know, no. It's actually at so. Soldier Field where the, where the Bears play. So it's not like it's a, a tiny little venue. Jeez, they're getting mad cash for some Copa action. Um, I don't I this is I actually looked into going. Messi and Argentina is going to be there yeah. for one of the matches and that obviously would have been really really cool to see. But mm-hmm. Yep. Yeah. Um so Eric, I, as as, you know, father of children, I'm yeah. assuming that you are aware of the existence of this Angry Birds movie? Yeah, I am. Um, I, I don't like to tell them what's happening in the outside world at all. I want to keep them protected and isolated. 
pretty much like don't have to spend money. That makes sense. So, so you have not seen this movie. <laughs> I have not. No, I mean, they are very familiar with the game. I've played the game mm-hmm. and the game is, you know, mindly it's mindless and mildly entertaining. Yeah, it's it's one of those things where you're like, that's fine. Like everything's fine. How do you make a movie out of it? I well, I actually looked up the premise. Apparently, we find out the answer to the big question that everyone has always been asking: Why are these birds so angry? <laughs> right. Yeah, that's that's what the IMDb homepage said. So, <laughs> right. That's the extent of the the research I did. Um, and the thing that that baffles me baffles me about this is like, to the best of my knowledge, like get a movie made several people have to think that it's a good idea and like quite frankly that seems seems a bit of a long shot but i mean just look at the pure numbers of this game like how many people have it on their phones it's just pure name recognition something doesn't have to be good in order for people to like buy into it this is why we have donald trump and Adam Sandler movies. And Adam Sandler. It's just name recognition. You know, I don't care what you say about me, just so you spell my name right. And that's that's why we have crap like this in There's our lives. There's several fairly big names in it that I would like, oh, they're funny. Like Jason Sudeikis is in it, who I think is very funny. And the, oh, the, oh shoot, what's the one guy? Uh, Will something? Will Forte? Uh, no, the, the other the other Saturday Night Live leftover guy who's supposed to be Oh, funny, uh, Bill Hader. Yeah, Bill Hader. Yeah. yeah, he's funny too. Yeah, I kind of like him. Hmm. Are you gonna go see it? I will. I will absolutely not. So anyway, all of this brings us to the, <laughs> point. It brings us to this Look week's the Angry Birds question. podcast. It 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 could be. <laughs> well, maybe we'll have a graphic for that next week. Um, who from Tiger's Land? And in parentheses, team broadcasters, writers, and Twitter would make the best Angry Bird. Um, it's got to be somebody who's got a natural tendency and want to explode. It's got to be Kinsler, doesn't it? Oh, Kinsler yeah. is kind of a hothead, you know, just below the surface. He wants to, um, you know, punch a pig in the mouth. <laughs> yeah. Like, blow up a structure. <laughs> I, what do I, you went, think? I went with Jim Leland. Like, I can <laughs> right. definitely picture him like being turned red and like catapulting him across my phone screen a hundred times. Yeah, I feel like the birds would look good with a little mustache. Yeah, oh, for sure. And a a big old Siggy in this mouth. Yep, and they all go backwards, you know, like moonwalk style. Yeah. Great. If you want to get in touch with the show, you can at podcastianos.com or on Twitter. I am at JordanHall23. Eric is at ComericEric, and the show is at Podcastianos. And we would love it if you would take the time to subscribe, rate, and review us on iTunes. Um, if you take a uh, screenshot of your review and tweet it to me or the show's account, I will retweet it and show you some love. Speaking of subscribing, I saw the the graphic you made this week. Bit, yeah. of, bit of a dig at me. It was a pretty intricate Photoshop job. You know, my skills were pretty impressed. I just changed the word on the button of subscribe to subscribe. Yeah. So, it's... yeah, subscribe to us. I hope you'll be a subscriber. I'm Blaine Hardy, and you're listening to the podcast, Giannos. Eric, let's get into some Tiger Talk. Feels, Please, yeah. feels like we've reached a bit of a leveling off point um, for the Tigers. The Fire Osmus talk has died down. 
finally we're not like a million miles out in the division. Tiger Twitter, of course, has no chill whatsoever. But watching them over the last two weeks has been far more in- enjoyable, I guess would say, an uplifting yeah. experience. Yeah. How are you feeling about the boys right now? I feel like this is uh, – we're not, you know, a team that is going to lose 11 of 12 consistently. And we're probably not a team that's going to win – or what did we win? Four out of six? Or what, did, what was our winning streak? That's not going to hold up either. We had some hard competition. We had some easy competition. The question is, how is this thing going to wash out? Like, are we a 500 team? Are, you know, are we an above 500 team? Or are we really what that losing streak showed? And there remains yet to be seen. So... And I think we're going to come into, we're going to know a lot more about what kind of team we are in the next, I don't know, maybe yeah. three weeks. Um, let me list off the the, the uh, coming up calendar. Um, so let's see. We have the Angels for three, um, and then we come home and we face mm-hmm. the Yanks for one, which is in a nice little sandwich game there at 740 that's a really odd time not why that I, 740 do you know why i don't know and i don't want to spend a whole lot of time but i just thought that that was yeah. worth mentioning it's then weird. then we have three with the white Sox. um let's see three with the jays three at the yankees three at the white Sox, and four at the royals um that's not going to be that's not going to be fun. That's not a stretch that, you know, inspires a lot of confidence. But if we make it through that stretch and we're still playing, you know, slightly above 500 baseball, yep. I think we're going to be, be in we're going to be in good in good shape. Um what has been the biggest joy to you so far in watching this club? Man, um for the last little while it's been Cameron Maben. Mm-hmm. He's every time he gets up, you're like he's you're excited to see him hit, you're excited to see what he's going to do. Um, I think, uh, this, that's been fun and probably even more fun than that has been kind of the emergence of the power of Castellanos. Yes. It's been fun to see him come up and just attack and hit a lot of home runs. That's been the joy. How about you? Um, honestly getting Mickey and I know that we as Detroit sports fans have a little bit of a chip on our shoulder like you know the national broadcasters never cover the Tigers nobody knows anything about it Mike Trout's the best because of you know his amazing war but getting Mickey back to the point where he's one of the game's best hitters and it seems to be getting acknowledged for that again I've I've enjoyed that like I like to see our guys getting the recognition that they that they deserve and and just like you said with Castellanos, it's nice to see him kind of starting to step into that category too. You know, there was rumblings for a while that I saw that, oh, uh, Miguel Cabrera is like this singles hitter now. You know, no power. Yeah, he's hitting for average, but all the power is gone. And then in the last couple of weeks, he's just blown the lid off of that. My numbers could be incorrect, but I believe he hit seven homers in May. That's, yeah. that's, that's a pretty good total. Yeah. Um, so coming into tonight, we currently sit three back of Kansas City, two and a half back of Cleveland, and two back of the White Sox. Um, the talk coming into the year was that this was going to be a majorly stacked division. Um, it's certainly been competitive to this point, but is this division actually any good? Um, I think I think the Royals are good just because of, of what they've done. They have experience, and they're just un- – on all around in all facets of the game, the Royals are still really solid. 
aren't, aren't they? They are minus both Alex Gordon and Mustakis for decent period. Um, Mustakis tore his ACL. He he gone. Um, and when did that happen? When they collided, they injured each other. Oh my god! Which is that... which is if there was going to be a catastrophic Royals injury, they would do it to each other. Hmm. Um, and then uh, Alex Gordon has, I think he broke his wrist or something. So that's it's not like season, but I mean it's not it's not short term. Wow. Um, I I'm not totally buying the White Sox. No. I mean they have Sale. They have what is it? Rendon, Rondon. Just Rod Rod. Rod Carlos Radon, R O D O N. Oh, yeah, him. And uh but they they're not going to hold up long term, are they? No, they're they're fading. Uh The Indians are better. The Indians rotation, it's it's silly. The um, Indians are good. Yeah, I I definitely think that no, you know, no no offense to White Sox fans, but I, I feel like there's a chance that they fall out. But it's going to be a three-horse race of three teams in my opinion that are not Probably not the the best teams in the league. That's for sure. Um, we need to find some um, fourth and fifth starting starter pitching or third behind Verlander and Zimmerman. Who can we really count on? Fulmer has been mighty fine Ful- recently. Yeah, so F- Fulmer, but. I think Dan and Jim were talking about it the other day. Like, one of Pelfrey or Sanchez has to be better. Mm-hmm. I mean, it has to be at least somewhat solid. And that has to come around for us to continue to be in there. And I, th- I think to a certain extent, Pelfrey has taken strides in that direction. I mean, what was it? Yeah, his Sat- last start was close. Was it Saturday or Sunday? Um, we lost Sunday. It, yeah. We lost two to four. I don't know. That why. Was, I don't know that why yesterday. that seems so important. I had to ask, but yeah, I mean, he went essentially, you know, minus minus the the Kinsler error, which errors do happen Beautiful. in baseball. Yeah. He went six scoreless innings. I mean, yep, that's, that's great. That's all you can ask for. the The start before that was not great, but the two before that, as we talked about, um, were quality start adjacent. Like it, he's he's getting there. Um, did you read? Come on, Jordan. Did you Come read? On. Are you believing the words that are coming out of your mouth? I really am. And actually, Hookslide um, <laughs> on Twitter asked us, um, "You're still on the Pelf train? Give me three good reasons that this makes sense at all." Um, do you want me to give these now, or should we get to them later? We're talking about it now. All give right. me your Pelf reasons. Fine. Okay. The okay number. <laughs> this is this is for you, Hook. Um, number one, the eye test. We've talked about this before. Like, I watch him, and I see a lively fastball, 93, 94, 95. The splitter has sharp downward movements, and the slider, um, I'm not going to say that it's borderline wipeout, but it has wipeout tendencies. And I feel like both of them have really good, like, late movements. He's just lacking that consistency to be able to harness, which seems kind of funny when you're talking about a, what, 32-year-old dude? But right. he, if he can, you know, if he raises his consistency just a hair, he'll be there. Okay, number two, rate of contact on pitches outside the zone is the highest it's been, or excuse me, the lowest it's been since 2007, and his rate of contact on pitches inside the zone is the lowest since 2012, which is the second lowest of his career. And those are nerdy stats to say so he's missing he's... bats at a higher level than yeah. his career average. He's getting swings and misses. He's getting swings and misses. And eventually that will 
hopefully translate. And three, um, there are tons of positive regression available for him to yeah. get. Um, he is <laughs> currently cool. yielding a 333 average in 02 counts versus his career average of yielding 228. Um, one and two count isn't quite as as big of a gap and he's uh let's see two two count he is yielding a 321 batting average versus a career of 244 so with this last point if i understand you correctly i jumped off the pelf train because his results were sucking yes we're absolutely horrible he's getting hit he's not lasting in games he's walking guys it's not good it's a mess Mm -hmm. now you're telling me i should be getting on the Pelf chain. If, if Pelfrey was a stock, I should be loading up right now because he has all this room to come up and he's going to regress back to at least his career averages and there's going to be happiness and flowers to come. Yes. Okay. <laughs> also, yeah. one one more thing. Hitters are hitting 30. I'm still not. <laughs> hitters are hitting 30 <laughs> points higher uh, versus him than his career average with runners in scoring base. Uh, runners in scoring position so you have to assume well you don't have to assume i assume that that will positively regress um so yeah if didn't you talk about that with um sanchez last week like they're never finding chances to not give up runs yes like (laughs) classic yeah that's pretty yeah so okay things are gonna get better things you know i believe it and i don't have any of those stats for any ball don't don't get me wrong i'm not on the any ball is coming back train Okay, But that, right. that leads us into our next discussion. Shane Green is nearing his return, which mm. means that one of Fulmer, Shane Green, Anibal, or Pelfrey has to be headed to a new location. And I put in parentheses the bullpen or Toledo. Um, what do you want to see? What do I want to see? Yep. I want to see... I think I want to see them to ride it out with Sanchez and Pelfrey in the rotation and just put and put green in the bullpen. Okay. What do you think will actually Send happen? Send pulled back down. Mm-hmm. What do I think will actually will happen? I think that's actually what will happen too. And I agree. Um, my dad and I were discussing this today. Um, he thinks that if we move any ball to the bullpen, there's a chance that he goes all Wade Davis on us. And my point, my, my thought is, you know, who has a lot more like, you know, better chance to go Wade Davis, you know, go from starter yep. to dominant reliever, Shane Green. If Shane Green, yep. you know, he's throwing, what, 95, 96 right now, you play that up a couple miles an hour coming out of the bullpen, that, you know, I will say wipe out slider from him. He got the, the, the two-seam fastball. Like, I don't, you know, you don't, it's hard to weigh the, the value of a starter versus a reliever. But having another arm in the bullpen other than K-Rod, that isn't just straight trash right now, that would be really, really beneficial. Yeah, the bullpen, yeah. Uh, All right, I'm buying it. Like I said, I think that's what I'd like to see. I think that's probably the most... um, In Major League Baseball, when you have established veterans like like Pelfrey and Sanchez, I, I think unless it's very clear to a guy like Sanchez, like... We have a plan for you. This is how it's going to work. You're going to be our bullpen ace. And he has full buy-in on something like that, or mm-hmm. he recommends something like that, brings it up. It is so hard for managers and leadership to t- take talk to a, uh, a veteran guy and say, all right, now we're just, we just had to switch it up. You're, this is going to be your role now. Um, with younger guys, you can move them all around, and hey, you know they have to fall in line a little bit. But unless you really communicate with these guys and they're fully on board, that's a t- 
tough move to make. And the thing that people don't realize that that haven't pitched is like, yes, you're doing the same thing, but the the process of getting yourself ready to pitch coming out of the bullpen versus starting is yeah. wildly different. And ball players, you know, not all, but the stereotype is that they're creatures of of habit. Like Andy Ball has been starting since he was probably ten years old. He right. probably has the the routine that he does to get ready. Like it's not just flip a switch, boom, he's a reliever now. You know, Pel- it, has Pelfrey ever relieved? I believe he has two career uh, relief appearances, so it's not really all that. Different. Yeah. So yeah. So n- no, neither of these guys have really ever been relievers. No. Did you read Kurt Menching's uh, article in the Detroit News today? No. What did, what did Kurt have to say? He suggested that we move both Annie Ball and Pelfrey to the pe- to the pen, and he had an incredible stat in here. Um, Annie Ball versus the lineup the third time through, he's yielding a one. 0.185 OPS, which is better than Miggy's best ever season. So essentially going through the third time in the, the lineup, every single batter he's facing is better than Miggy's best season, which is well, we've, just we've established wild. We've established that his third time through the mm-hmm. order is absolute trash. That is not a secret. No. But, I mean, the, all right, let's 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 play with Kurt's idea. Mm-hmm. Sure, Kurt. Absolutely. Uh, l- okay, let's do that. Now, who who's going to be in your rotation? Boyd and Green. Yes. Do you really trust those guys more than you would trust Sanchez and um, and Pelf? I don't think that you can trust not, them as much. But there's so there's sure. more upside at this point. I would sure say. there's. I would say there's probably more upside. But there's, there's more, more downside. Hope. Yeah. Sorry. Yeah. There, there's something to dream on there, mm-hmm. but I don't think the immediate results would be any better necessarily. Yeah. And and. All three of those guys are much more likely to turn in, you know, two innings, eight earned runs, and you're deep into your bullpen. As opposed to with Annie Ball, generally you know you're getting four to five not terrible innings. And the same thing with Pelf. You know? Yep. Um, so ahead. I think you got to ride it out with these guys just a little longer. You do. Just yeah. see what's what they can do. Absolutely. So that answers a couple questions. Um, and Bradley Moyer asked us, how amazing is Fulmer, future JV or future Porcello? Which I thought was a really interesting question. Ooh, yeah. Can I can I pick something in the middle? Oh, absolutely. Yeah, I have to pick something in the middle. I mean, Verlander was the freaking MVP, and Porcello was a competent ground ball, you know, solid middle rotation guy for a while, but is kind of on the fringe of that. I, so if I had to pick, I would say he's more Porcello than Verlander because. That's just kind of the law of averages. Would say that. Yeah, definitely. And I, I was racking my brain to come up with a decent comp for where I think he could be, and I, I came up with nothing. So, um, good job. Yeah. <laughs> um, so I, I ran some stats. I, you know, typed into my number number machine. Yeah. In the month of May, are you ready for this? Yeah. We, these are our bullpen ERAs. Okay. Warwick sits at nine point six four. That's bad. Alex Wilson nine point five three. These are May ERAs. Just the month of May. Mark Lowe, 9.31. Cool. Justin Wilson, 8.38. That's, wow. I thought he'd be better than that. My boy, Drew Verhagen, RIP, um, 6.75. And Kyle Ryan, 4.91. Do you know who that leaves as the good pitchers for the month of May out of the bullpen? That would be K-Rod. That would be K-Rod. And do you have his ERA? Uh, yep, two point four five nine out of nine. Um, That's strong. In, in locking it down, yep. That's strong. So, remember when we had Miggy and the Mud Hens? 
<laughs> I guess we have K-Rod in the crowd. Yeah. Oh, well done. Is that off the top of your head? Well, I'd like to... It, it's kind of alliteration, isn't it? A little, little bit. Yeah, a little bit. <laughs> yeah. Okay, so... We have one of the the, top, the four that we mentioned, Annie Ball, Pelfrey, Shane Green, or uh, Fulmer, going into the pen. Pretty much yeah. automatic. Um, I think we both think it's going to be sh- – the, the broadcast booth seems to think it's going to be Shane Green too, which I, I would assume that they, they know. Um, if they pull Fulmer out of this rotation – Fans are going to be going up to Comerica Park with with torches and pitchforks. And I mean, you cannot probably pull should at this point. Yeah, you cannot pull him out of the rotation. Um, so here are some more more options. Um, Boyd and Norris, I think, at this point are both decent options out of the pen. Like, I mean, yeah. those are like terrible, terrible numbers. Um, let's see. Down at Toledo, Blaine sits at one point one seven ERA. Get him up. I mean, come yeah, on. Yeah, Blaine can come back. Yeah, um, Warwick. It was nice to see you, Warwick. Oh, but absolutely. You, you know, you've you've done your thing. I think. And Sorry, the majority but. of his runs just came in that one game that he blew for. Was was it Pelf that he blew it for? Uh, no. it was the. It wasn't. It was. It's irrelevant. Yeah. Um, Logan Kensing sits at one point seven six, and Preston. Preston Gilmet, um, 0.75 ERA. Like those are, yeah. those are decent numbers and you know, it's triple a, but it's decent. But they've had, I mean, all the AR ERAs that you rattled off, that was for an entire month. That's not like for a week or two. It's 30 to 30 whole days. Oh, yikes. And you know, we sound really negative, but Alex Wilson, I believe is a good pitcher. He has track record yep. of being a good pitcher. Same thing with Justin Wilson. Yeah. Yep. Mar- Mark Lowe finished the year last year pretty not good, so I'm less confident in him. But, you know, right. there are some arms out there that are proven and will probably come back. So if you had to pick one arm in our current bullpen or available in the bull, could be available in our bullpen or in Toledo and behind K-Rod and you needed, you needed one inning out of a guy, who do you want? I'm Who going, do you have the most confidence in? I'm going with Justin Wilson. If if he if he comes in with nobody on base, yeah, because yeah. all things being equal, yeah, he's I want properly terrible when he comes in with guys on base, like really oh, bad. Yeah. So that's the kind of the differentiation you think? Yeah, you've got to have a clean inning for him. Yeah, got to got to start him at the beginning of the inning. Yeah, gotcha, absolutely. He's the guy I have the most confidence in. Mm-hmm. Behind K-Rod, if anybody, is, is him. It's been pretty much him all year. And to be honest, it's probably Blaine after that. I mean... Interesting. At, at this moment in time, I guess. I guess after him, I'd still probably take Alex Wilson. Yeah. The thing or Lowe. The thing probably and, Alex Wilson. And maybe I trust my eyes too much. Alex's pitch movement looks good. Like that, that breaking ball away, he, it's still there. He just... He's not spotting it real well at the moment. It's not it's not something that he can, you know, get some somebody to fish at, which is what you want with that sweeping breaking ball away. Uh, are you ready to get to some other Twitter questions? Yes. Okay. Brett Yoder asked, uh, does the Kinsler air foreshadow season of almost getting over the hump but swimming in a constant sea of eh? No. I don't believe in jinxes and black hats and crap. What do you think? I, I thought it was an interesting comparison. Hopefully not, but, I mean, I could see it. And, no, I don't believe in, like, jinxes or whatever anyway. Um, Robert Baker asked, and this one's for you, what is Ooh. the best beer for beer can chicken on the grill? You know, I've never made beer can chicken. Mm. I've always wanted to do that. But I would assume beer can chicken, you're just getting kind of the moisture and a little bit of the flavor on it. I don't think you want anything too expensive 
and I don't think you needed to waste your money on anything real hoppy. So I'm picking um, a beer that's relatively cheap, but yet you want in a can, it's kind of flavorful. Mm, I don't know. I think it's going to come in a can, though. Uh, Guinness? Mm. Maybe? Okay. I'll, I'll take your word for it. Uh, or you just get like um, a PBR. Wow. You know, just just get a PBR and use that for your beer can chicken. Classic PBR. Um, yep. At Space Age Unicorn asks us, is it healthy for me to keep an emotional attachment to Matt Boyd and Daniel Norris or nah? Um, unless you're like extended family or something, no. You should not have, you know, relationships, you know. <laughs> What, do you, what, what kind of what kind of Doctor Phil advice do you have? I'd say him? I'd say go for it. They both seem like really nice guys. <laughs> right? Stop. You know, look in their windows with the binoculars. Yeah, sure. Yeah. I mean, I don't know to what extent her emotional <laughs> attachment is. You know, could just be following them on Twitter. It's probably more. You know, because yeah. America today, like. All right. Um, one. Stop who you want. One more person. Two questions. First one is definitely for you. Is sand called sand because it's in between the sea and the sea land? Sea and the land. I've heard that as well. No, it's not called that because <laughs> of that. It's a. It, that's a total like backwards. It's like a backronym. Mm, backronym. Um, and the second one is less silly in light of the shields rumors if the tigers were to trade for a big pitcher who could backslash should we trade for them there's shields rumors yes shields to the white Sox. oh uh so what's the question who should Um, we trade away yeah i guess i guess he's asking who are our big pieces at this point oh moya Moya, yeah and uh jacoby jones i refuse to trade him he that's why i'm saying he's a piece yeah um, I'd rather trade. I'd rather trade Moya than Jones. Either. Oh, absolutely. Moya, um, Moya has fatal flaws. He's he's flawed, and the Tigers have had him in the organization since he's been sixteen years old. Mm-hmm. I know. Yeah, that's young. It takes time to develop, but he's been with the Tigers for a long time, and he's he's always had power, and he's never been able to shake the inconsistency. What I would um, love is for a, a Moya truther to give me a real, like, logical answer to why he's not Marcus Timms from the left side. You know what I mean? Like, he, right. he is left-handed Marcus Timms. And, right. And you know yeah. where Marcus Timms is right now? Me either. Yeah. I, I mean, if he, if he made as much contact as Timms... You, I think it'd be an improvement. I, he just does not make enough contact. I mean, you hope someday he becomes Jack Cust or something like that. <laughs> Luke Scott, I, yeah. You, yeah, you hope he carves out a career with just power and strikeouts, but he doesn't walk enough. No, no, and I, I don't see it. Can happen. you imagine Tiger's Twitter if we traded Moya? Oh, we sh- we should. If, if you well. I think other baseball executives see everything that we see with Moya. And if I mean, they don't, they probably should be removed from their posts. He's a tower of power and nothing else. Sorry, Moya. 
Hey, folks, I'm Mark Marin from the WTF Podcast, and this episode is brought to you by Kleenex Ultra Soft Tissues, your ally to help tackle your allergy symptoms this season. I love the change of seasons, but nobody loves pollen and all those other things floating in the air that make you sneeze during this nice weather. Kleenex Ultra Soft Tissues are hypoallergenic and allergist approved. So fight back against watery eyes and runny noses without worrying about irritating your skin. For this allergy season, grab Kleenex and face allergies head on. Even on a budget, quality is non-negotiable. That's why Quince is the place to score high-end essentials at 50 to 80% less than similar brands. Get your hands on buttery soft cashmere sweaters from just 60 bucks, Italian leather jackets, and so much more. And the best part about Quince? They exclusively partner with factories committed to safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. Elevate your style without the elevated price tag with Quince. Go to quince.com slash upgrade for free shipping and 365-day returns. All right, are you ready to move to your power rankings? Yeah, sure. All right, let's do this. Okay, uh, we have choices. Um, we have models of minivan. Are you just dropping coins all over the place? I did just drop a coin. <laughs> I'm sorry. Uh, I, I did turn the game off, so that wouldn't interfere. But I, I, yeah, interfere. But I, yes, I'm dropping the coin everywhere. Uh, we have models of minivan. I was so excited to uh, pull out my notes that says model of minivan on the mm-hmm. top. Um, but then, you know, I don't know if you know this, but it's a holiday weekend. It is, and it's it's the beginning of summer. And what's one thing that's important to do in the summertime? And that's go out for ice cream. Oh, okay. Ice cream. So uh, the other choice I have here today is flavors of hand-dipped Hudsonville ice cream. Hudsonville ice cream, of course, being the superior brand of of ice cream throughout Michigan. Uh, And this would be things that you can get in the big three-gallon hand-dipped container. So if you're going out for ice cream, you get the big tub of ice cream and you think they serve it to you, you know? why, why don't we go with that it's a it was a hot day here in traverse city we can yeah cool us I mean, off with some ice cream talk everybody should enjoy ice cream mm-hmm. all right here we go this is the top seven and then the bottom three number seven is cookies and cream cookies and cream is a simple flavor but it's a simple delight you know, it's kind of a creamy vanilla with, uh, you know, kind of cookie, Oreo cookies. You know what cookies and cream ice cream is. Everybody knows what that is. Hopefully. It's simple and perfect. And fun fact, in my local uh, newspaper when I was like five years old, there's a picture of me smiling at the Baskin Robbins. And it said, what's your favorite flavor of ice cream? You know, they asked the man on the street or whatever. And this is my 15 minutes of fame. And my quote was, I like cookies and cream. And my mom still has the newspaper clipping. I thought that was going to be a some sort of George Costanza reference, you know, with the ice cream all over his face in the on TV. <laughs> no, it was it, it was just a picture of me being a plump little kid eating ice cream. That's all. <laughs> okay, that, that's that's my cookies and cream story. That's number seven. <laughs> it's yeah, only better. Right. Only better from here. Only better from here. Number six may be a little controversial, and that is Super Scoop. Which is the Hudsonville's brand of Superman ice cream. Superman ice cream is kind of hated universally by adults, but kids love uh, love um, Superman, right? So it's very unserious. I like the taste. It feels kind of uh, it tastes like childhood and 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 happiness. You know, like laying in some grass, and it's it's brightly neon colored. You know. 
It's nothing that your mother-in-law would paint a room with. It's just gaudy and and delicious. Okay, so I'm no, like, comic book expert. Well, what's the connection between Superman, ice cream, and, like, a million different colors? Well, you see, Jordan, (laughs) I I have no idea. I can't can't even make up some BS fast enough. I have no idea. If you know the answer to that, at Eric and and let him know. Actually, then he will let me know. I have made up a I have made up a story for this. Okay, here we go. Um, the ice cream contains what colors? Blue, red, and yellow. Mm-hmm. Right. What colors are featured on Superman's outfit? Honestly, I have no idea. I'm assuming blue, I'm assuming red, those. and yellow. Okay. Yeah, blue, red, and yellow. That that's actually why they does make Superman. perfect sense. All right. I just totally made that. Whether up. that's true or not, it actually does. It, it feels like it could be a thing. It's like the sea, the sand being between the sea and the land. <laughs> uh, oh, speaking of um, sea, do you know why um, seagulls are called seagulls? Because they live by the sea. Well, if they were, they lived by the bay, they'd be called bagels. <laughs> but um, tish. Hey, my kids won't go. <laughs> All right, moving along. <laughs> Number five. Number five is tiger tracks. I don't know if you're familiar with this, but this is the Detroit Tigers branded flavor of Hudsonville ice cream. They got the licensing, the whole nine yards. All right. I see Tigers making a buck. Yeah. Yeah. So this is vanilla with fudge and chocolate covered pretzel baseballs that are orange. That sounds quite delicious. Yeah. It gives you a nice crunch. And you know I'm a sucker for anything that has the old English D on it. Absolutely. I'm just, you know, I'm blindly buying anything <laughs> without going on it. I'm such a sucker. <laughs> it's number five. Number four is kind of a surprise. Royal coconut and chocolate. Hmm. I like coconut. It's coconut ice cream. It's got some coconut in it. It's got little ripples of chocolate. It's delicious. It's something different. You know, it's not chocolate. It's not vanilla. It's coconut. I have trouble with coconut. It feels like I'm eating like um, suntan lotion. Yeah. yeah, what's wrong with that? I don't. I don't want to eat suntan <laughs> lotion. Probably non toxic. Probably. You won't get your esophagus sunburned that way. <laughs> Number three is Mackinac Island Fudge. Mackinac Island Fudge is a classic. I mean, it's been around for a long time. It's delicious. And it's it's nostalgic because my dad always orders Mackinac Island fudge. It doesn't matter where we are or what we're doing, always Mackinac. Or if that's an option at all. Yeah, it, even if it's not Mackinac. You know, it's like going to uh, McDonald's and ordering a Whopper or whatever. But he doesn't, you know, always Mackinac Island fudge. We have a little right. bit of a rivalry with, with the Mackinac Island fudge up here. We have a lot of our own uh, fudge shops in Traverse City, so... You know, do you? it's it's a do bit of a. Kil- do you have Kilwins? We do. I mean, that's kind of like a Michigan chain, though. We have. What do you have in Traverse City? We have Doug Mur- Rubias or Rabias or whatever. Um, no, I don't think we have that one. We have a bunch of uh, Doug Murdochs. Um, oh, yeah. Which, yeah, we there there are several. I'm not I'm not super into fudge, so I don't I don't have them. I'm like my Rolodex. Are you getting run over with tourists now? Yes, as a matter of fact, we are. Well, they pay your salary, so I they, suppose they really do. Yay, tourists. Okay, moving along. <laughs> Number two, uh, cake batter. Okay. I, I love cake batter ice cream. That's why it's number two. Um, it's kind of a new kid on the block. I feel like cake batter is a recent development in ice cream technology. And it is a technolo- technological breakthrough because it's got the perfect kind of like pale yellow 
color. And the cake, it, it tastes like yellow cake. It's really wonderful. It's a nice change of pace. Order some cake batter ice cream. You'll never be sorry. Okay. All right. And we have made it. We've arrived at number one. You want to take a shot? Oh, this is a tough one. Um, I feel like you've covered all of the like obvious ones. I'm going to go with butter pecan. Oh, no. Hmm. No. That almost made the bottom three. Okay. <laughs> I'm not a huge but, fan either. That was just the only one that came to mind. Number one is mint chocolate chip. Oh, duh. I'm an idiot. I love mint chocolate chip. It's this perfect green kind of pistachio color. It's kind of this bright minty green, obviously, because it's mint ice cream. It's refreshing. You're eating ice cream in the summer, so you're hot. You know, and the, and the mint chocolate chip has this little richness of the chocolate, but it's nice, cool, kind of refreshing taste in your mouth. And I, I love mint. I love mint ch- flavored things, and I love chocolate. So that's my that's number one. Mint chocolate chip. Order it next time you're out for ice cream. The only the only issue I have with mint chocolate chip is I don't like to have to like crunch on the chocolate chips. There's something about ice cream like I don't want to have to to bite. You know, once once I'm Gosh, lazy. <laughs> You know, ice cream. Ice cream is it. It goes down smooth. You know, they're not really chips. If you get the Hudsonville flavor, like flakes, they're yeah. they're like flakes. And if you just like let them, you know, linger in your mouth yeah, a little, cut those flakes like, in half and do like half flakes, then you know it'd be even more, even more in that direction. All right, moving on to your bottom well, three. Just at the people at Hudsonville Ice Cream. I'm sure they'll make the flakes smaller for you. Deal. Okay, I would assume so. All right. So uh, the fourth from the worst we've covered is butter pecan. Um, Because butter pecan is an old person's flavor. It reminds me of like my grandparents. And, you know, you go to your your visit, your grandma, grandpa as a kid, and they pull out the butter pecan ice cream. And you're like, come on, where's the real good ice cream? I don't want to eat this. Where is anything else? Yeah. Right. Okay. Um, then number three from the worst is bubblegum. Like, what am I supposed to do with this? My kids, like, want to <laughs> order this. Okay, it's bubblegum ice cream with bubblegum pieces in it. Like, are you supposed to eat it? Are you supposed to set it aside and chew it later? Are you not supposed to eat it? I'm confused. Like, what is this? It sounds like no. a terrible idea. It's a terrible idea. Number two, I'm just going to poop on your entire region. And number two from the worst is grand traverse bay cherry fudge yeah Yeah. i'm fine don't don't mix fruit in my chocolate amen especially like a tart fruit like a cherry like banana i'm okay with but like berries and chocolate for me do not mix especially cherry and fudge like i do not want that i've never ordered it it doesn't sound good it's crap don't order that just between you and me i wish that our like main fruit was literally anything else i'm I don't super love cherries. I don't really love the cherry flavor, but that's what everyone wants up here. Yeah. So that's what they I like get. Cherries. I like cherries okay, but They're I mean, fine. Not, not an ice cream with chocolate. No. Boo. <laughs> Number one worst is rainbow sherbet. Yes, it's not ice cream. <laughs> it's not ice cream. You're going out for ice cream, and rainbow sherbet, honestly, is a proxy for all sherbets and sorbets. <laughs> Don't order that filth. And you know you're going into an ice cream shop and you're looking, you know, you're so you're peering into the glass and you're looking at all the tubs and one of them that's full. 
The one that's absolutely full is the sorbet or the sherbet because nobody's ordering that crap. It's just like some fussy great aunt who like can't process dairy or whatever. You have to drag her wrinkly ass along because she's grumpy because she can't eat you know dairy products. Like stop it, aunt. Nobody wants you. Don't order rainbow sherbet's crap. That's power rankings. Hello, this is Eric's mom, and you're listening to the Podcastianos. Okay, are you ready to look forward to next week? Yes. Okay, so obviously tonight, which is Monday, uh, Verlander against. Do you know how to pronounce this man's first name? No. It's is it Julius Chassin? Uh, yeah. He's been around sure. for a, a long time for me to have no clue as to how we, how to pronounce his first name. Um, he's played for the the Rockies. Tomorrow mm-hmm. night, Tuesday, Annie Ball against Hector Santiago, um, who follows me on Twitter, which is really weird because I'm not. That's weird. Yeah. Wednesday, uh, Michael Fulmer versus Matt Schumacher. Shoemaker. Um, that's that's a good matchup for us. I like that one. Thursday, yeah. uh, makeup game against the Yankees. Um, looks like it's either Boyd or Pelfrey against Michael Pineda, which of all the of all the, I mean, I guess we could have gotten Tanaka, but you know, Pineda is not a fun matchup. And then the weekend series at home against the White Sox. Zimmerman against Radone on Friday. Ooh. The big one. Verlander against Sale on Saturday. Oh. And Annie Ball against Jose Quintana on Sunday. Let's talk about Verlander power. and Sale. Oh. Power on power. Let's Boom. go. That's that will be uh fun. I just hope there's not a stiff wind blowing in Comerica that day, or we're gonna have to, you know, put some paperweights <laughs> on, on Chris Sale. Sale is so narrow. <laughs> Eat a sandwich, kid. Um, any hitters that you're excited to watch play this week? Mm, Trout. Yeah, I, I, agree I guess. With that. Um, I feel like he's kind of one of those like mega super quiet superstars. Like he plays out on the West Coast. You never see him because he comes on at ten at night. But yeah. he's he is he's really good. Just ask the War people. So it'll be fun yeah. to see him. Um, yeah. And our our first look at the Todd Father for the White Sox. Todd Father? Yeah, Todd Frazier. You never heard that? Yeah, no, I have not. I, I kind of dig it. I'm not going to lie. <laughs> um, yeah, and as far as pitchers that I'm excited to see throw, um, Pineda, it'll be a tough night for us, but I, I do like watching him throw. And that, that Verlander against Sale, that, that'll be a yep. must-see yep. must JV and Chris Sale. Um, last week, you nailed the uh, record prediction yes, at 3-3, three three, which I believe makes two straight weeks for you Listen, nailing it. Not only did I get it exactly right, I I said how this each series would break out and was correct. Yeah, absolutely. I, I, yeah. I definitively remember you doing all of that and being <laughs> correct. Um, Just trust me. I was awesome. <laughs> okay. That's what I tell people all the time. So, um, seven games this week. What what's going to happen this week? Um, I think I think it's going to be a strong uh, a, a strong week for us. I think we're going to go four and three, um, a winning record. I think we're going to win tonight. I haven't seen the score. I'm probably way behind. Um, but I think we can win that Yankees makeup game, and I think we can um, get a couple versus the White Sox. I do. Well, the Pelf start, obviously, we're, we're putting that down in the win column. Uh, <laughs> I, I like Verlander over sale. I'm also going four and three, which okay. I think that would be a good week. I mean, I'd be, yeah, I'd be good. No, yeah, that's, that's a good week. Yeah. 
Okay, this is this is what my best friend Jeremy constantly tells me that we need to revamp our pick to click system because there's no objective way to determine a winner. Well, right. um, we had Cameron Mabin against Mike Pelfrey this week. Both had pretty well for Pelf. He had a pretty decent week. Cameron Mabin had a pretty <laughs> decent week. Um, I don't know who do you think won. I mean, it's probably it's probably Cam, just because yeah, it, I think so. Just because it's Pelf. Um, all right, I'll, I'll go ahead and give you the win. That takes wow. you up to to four and two on the year, but with winning, that means you have to go first uh, this okay. week. That makes sense. Um, sure, why not? I am feeling. Who am I feeling? Um, you know who's kind of poised for a breakout. Uh, I don't Ooh. think I've I, I don't think I've picked him this year. He's been hitting a little better, and I'm going to take James McCann. Oh, okay. James McCann, he's been poor all year, but I'm starting to feel a few things with him kind of coming together. I think he's feeling a little stronger after the ankle business. I'm going to go James McCann. Okay, I thought I thought you were going Jay up, but obviously you're you're still worried about him <laughs> no. from, from spring training. Well, I wasn't, but my my um my my solidity on this, my resolution to support him is kind of eroding a little bit every time I see him flailing at pitches outside the strike zone. Yeah, next Ugh. next week let's talk about him and Iggy and McCann in depth. It's uh, next week I looked it up. It's like the third, the you know one third of the way through the season. Um, yeah, and we'll kind of do maybe like a little bit more of a season review. Yeah, um, but anyway, I want to I want to talk about Jay up because uh, he just catches so much stick all the time, and he's he'll. He's gonna hit. Like it's he's Justin freaking Upton. Like he's gonna yeah. hit. He's got to. Okay, back to my pick to click. Um, no. I think it's gonna be Ian's. Ian's week um, wants to oh, make okay. up for that bad error on Sunday, and I feel like he's been a little bit off that like massive pace he started the season with, and I think he gets back to it this week. Yep. Okay. So that should that should be a pretty good matchup. So yeah, I think so. <laughs> Much better than when I pick Anthony Ghost or or Pelf. Didn't the week after you picked him, you got sent down? Yes, and it looks like I won that week, so tip of the cap. Um, oh, yeah, because you picked Romine. <laughs> yeah, that's right. What a train wreck. This whole, yeah. oh. um, if you want to get in touch with the show, you can at podcastianos.com. I am at jordanhall23. Eric is at Comeric Eric, and the show is at podcastianos. And as always, subscribe or subscribe, which would actually help us more rate and review us on the iTunes. Eric, anything else to say to the people before we head out for the night? Yeah, and if you do not want to get in touch with us, what you have to do is, well, do nothing. Just continue to do doing nothing. what you are yeah. currently doing, yeah. Right. But, no, we're, we're friendly people. I mean, well, Jordan's friendly. I'm a jerk. But, I mean, yeah, you can talk to us. We're fine. Yeah, absolutely. I had a, I had a, a big, long... Um, Mike Pelfrey dissertation with with Hookslide and and Kenny on Twitter last night, and I quite enjoyed it. It had been like I don't know, probably a month since I'd really, you know, came up with with talking points about him. So you're cool. gonna want to catch up on that, friends. <laughs> Check that out on Twitter.com. <laughs> with that being said, uh, we'll catch you guys next week and eat them up, Tigers. Eat them up. Goodbye. Even when we're on a budget, we still deserve nice things. Quince is a place to scoop up stunning high-end goods for 50 to 80% less than similar brands. They have buttery soft cashmere sweater starting at $50, luxurious Italian leather bags, and so much more. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. 
Get the high-end goods you'll love without the high price tag with Quince. Go to quince.com slash style for free shipping and 365-day returns.